What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Grove Student Cast. My name is Tyler Cloud, and I'm here with my guests, Dylan Wages and Austin Sorrells. And this is episode number five, and we are so excited to be coming to you. Uh, we've got an event coming up, and it's called Disciple Now. Um, at the time of this recording, D Now will happen starting tomorrow night down in Social Circle. And so me and the guys thought it would be a good idea to talk about uh, what happens afterward. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're excited. We're anticipating D-Now. Uh, we're excited about what we feel God is going to do. But, man, what do we do afterward? Because by the time you guys hear this, D-Now will be uh, over with. And so we want you guys to know how to avoid uh, what's called a D-Now high or a camp high. And so, um, Austin, this was a great idea from you. Kind of just talk about you. Uh, where you were at, uh, where, where your heart was at when you came up with this idea for the podcast. So, so really, I, I've been to a lot of camps, a lot of uh, D-Nows, a lot of church events, and see these kids that just go all out for the whole weekend. They give their lives to Christ. They go down to the altar, and they just, you know, pour out their hearts, and then the, the camp ends, the event ends, they go back home, and they fall right back into the same things that they were doing. And I don't want to see that happen, especially with this event, because it's so easy for that to happen. I don't want it to happen this year, because this, this year's D-Now is going to be awesome. Uh, Dylan, you told me uh, earlier this week that this will be your first disciple now. It is, it is. I uh, never went to one in middle school or high school. I know it's kind of a shame, but... Uh, so I'm excited that this is going to be my first one, United Disciple Now with Church of the Grove and First Baptist Social Circle. Uh, I'm excited to be a leader and get to be involved in a host home and, you know, get to lead the, uh, I believe I'm with the seventh and eighth grade guys. I'm really pumped for that. I wish I could have experienced it. Um, I did, I did over the last five years, though, attend many church camps, you know, so I do, I do know what that high is like. I do know what receiving that, that church camp high where you, you know, you're so fired up and then about a week after camp, you're just like, flatlining like it just none of it sticks with you so I'm really excited for this weekend I mean that's that's awesome um and and yeah like you're saying Dylan camps are are very similar to a D now as far as you know camps are a little bit longer usually um four or five days to a week uh D now is only a weekend but you still get that that adrenaline rush from the the big worship Absolutely. sessions and, and yeah, it's uh, a whole week of camping one weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. And so, um, knowing that going into this, uh, we we've got some questions, um, and I'd like to hear some answers from these guys, and I might drop some some knowledge or opinion in there in between. But um, number one, and I guess we'll go to I guess we'll go to Austin on this, and then Dylan will let you talk about your best camp memory. But um, for Austin, um, what's your best memory from a D now? So my best memory was, what was it? My, I guess my 10th grade year, because me and my friends, like, we just had got close. Like, it was, there was about four or five of us that just always hung out with each other. I mean, we were super close friends. And then this weekend, we literally just got to hang out with each other the whole weekend. So it was awesome. We hung out. We we got to dive into God's Word. We got to grow together. Uh and it was just a lot of fun. We ended up actually jumping in the pool at, I believe, midnight in the middle of winter. So that was, that was interesting. But, but with, with D-Now, there comes that fun side. But there also comes that camaraderie where, you, you know, you guys kind of work as a team. You guys kind of grow together. I like the use of camaraderie there. That's a big very, word. For very, Austin. very good. Yeah, very I've been, good I've been hanging out with Pat. So. Very good usage of the word. Pat, you're here with us in spirit. 
Uh, Dylan, what is your best, uh, I guess, uh, camp memory? My best summer camp memory uh, would probably be at my second summer camp with Church of the Grove. Um, it was my sophomore year of high school. We went to uh, a reach camp up in Toccoa, Georgia. Uh, it was us and uh, Church of the Grove and uh, First Baptist Loganville and um, I think one other church. And we had a huge group of students. It was really awesome. But what was so special about this one was it was the first camp that I had gotten my sister to come to. I had, I had a I mean, I think she signed up literally the week before camp, and I was just, I'd been praying for her for so long, had, had been dying for her to come, and uh, long story short, uh, on the last night of camp, she got saved, and it was a really emotional, uh, really emotional and powerful moment uh, for the two of us, and it was a really cool moment that I got to share with her, and so going back, that's probably my all-time favorite camp memory. Um, I, as far as D now, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this weekend, I'm going to, you know, have an amazing experience, and I'm going to be able to come back and talk about my favorite memory from this D now. Um, but definitely, that was my favorite camp memory. Yeah, can can I add on? Uh, sure. Uh, what What are you expecting from your first D now? I'm expecting, honestly, it's hard to like. It's hard to imagine. You know, I, like I don't I don't know what to expect, but I'm expecting madness. Honestly, <laughs> I'm expecting like it's. I mean, even in my host home, having like ten. 13-year-old boys, I, it's going to I mean, be, what's the worst thing that could happen like there? They're Ted, 13-year-old boys. They're Ted good, Calloway, who's, well who's in my host home with yeah. me, he said that we're going to go riding pigs at midnight. <laughs> so I, I don't know what to expect, but I do know that we're having an awesome speaker come in and making Jones, and we're going to have some awesome worship. Um, so aside from the fun we're going to have at our host homes, we're going to have some amazing time in the Spirit of God, in worship and in the Word. Um, so I'm just really excited overall. Yeah, don't forget about those breakout sessions, boy. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm doing one. Yeah, me I too. I didn't get asked. I'm sorry, Dylan. Well, I'm sorry about that. But uh, are you really, though? You cause me to break out in encouragement every day. Oh, so every day. Oh, look at that. Every day for you is just a breakout session. All right. Me. All right, question uh, two. <laughs> question two. Um, I'll point this at Tyler first and see if he can give us some wisdom on this. What are some power, positive effects that a D-NOW can have on your walk with Christ? So, yeah, I mean, I was, um, I think I've been to three or four D-NOWs. Um, they all came in, in high school uh, or with us at Church of the Grove. Um, and I would say some of the biggest positive effects for me, I mean, it's, it's hard to uh, understate um, what happens in those host homes. Um, some of the best friends I had at Mount Zion, where I grew up, Mount Zion Baptist Church over in Snowville, uh, they came from those just crazy nights at those host homes. Um, whether it's, you know, throwing Mountain Dew and Coke all over each other or whatever, or, you know, having a food fight or something, just something crazy. Um, staying up till, you know, crazy hours of the night, which don't do that to your host home leader because um, that's that's ridiculous but uh if you do stay up please be quiet yeah some some positive effects that it can create are just lasting memories um, lasting relationships um, that you can continue to invest in long after D now um, if, if you do it right and so I think um, not only not only did it help me to grow in my walk with Christ through the big sessions, and through the speakers, and through the breakout sessions, and all that, but man, when you got back to that host home, and, and you did get serious for all of 10 minutes, or however short it was, um, there were some really good discussions that went on, and you really begin to see God moving uh, in different people's hearts in different ways, and so to me, that was kind of the biggest, the biggest deal, kind of after the, 
the sessions ended, um, and everybody kind of got back to, you know, their normal routine, you know, as far as taking a shower and, and getting ready for bed. And we, you know, we, we would, we would sit around and talk about what happened in the, in the session, uh, that, that day or that afternoon. And, and, uh, it's just amazing how, how multiple people can hear the same message. Um, but God can speak to everybody in a different way through the same person and the same message. And kind of going along with that, I, uh, what I think is really cool about camps and Disciple Nows in general is that you're going to spend a lot of time in groups with people that you might not otherwise associate with on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, people yeah. from other schools, people from other cities, wherever. and Even other churches. Even other churches, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the, the importance of that and, and building those relationships and connections that are going to last a lifetime. Um, and those are just so crucial for your walk with Christ, establishing relationships with other believers and um, from people all over the place. It, it, it's just really, really super beneficial. Yeah. Any Definitely. other thoughts on that, Austin? Yeah. I mean, just going back to the, to the importance of that small group time, is that is huge. Like for me, like that is when most change happens, when you're in your small groups, when you guys are, you know, uh, what's the best word to use here? When you guys are, you know, you, you've built up that trust with each other and you guys can actually open up. So that's why I like small groups because that's when actual growth can happen. Not saying that it can't happen in other, you know, situations or whatever it may be. But, but like, we see that a lot more in the smaller groups. That's right. That's right. You, you know, like you said, the trust is being built. You know, it's more one-on-one, more intimate you know, you're not having to let down your walls in front of a whole church, but you've got, you know, a group of, of 10 guys that are all going through the same experiences, same life stages, and it's a lot easier to be more vulnerable and open with those. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to move on to question number three. Why does an event like D-Now have a negative long-term impact for some new believers? I actually have um, a thought on this that, that I think is was really true for my life, especially coming off my first camp, and that is, is being, going into my first summer camp, being a new believer, um, I hadn't been following Christ very long, I think it may have given me a false sense of hope, of, or a false idea of what the Christian life was like, so I was a new believer, and I went into this week like, holy crap, like this week was awesome, like, that was the most fun week I've ever had. Like, you know, every day as a Christian is going to be just like that. It's going to be, you know, heavy worship songs and great messages every day. Life's going to be amazing, butterflies and rainbows. But in reality, it's not. Like, every day, we have joy every day because mm-hmm. we're Christians and because we have our hope in Jesus. But that doesn't mean that life's always going to be easy. And, I, and yeah. for me, uh, my first year of being a believer going into a summer camp, that was something that kind of negatively impacted me as I, as I, as I thought that, it just gave me the understanding that that was how life was always going to be. And I was kind of let down when I, when I came off that camp high and realized that, like, wow, like, yeah, life's not like that all the time, you know, but I can still find joy in Jesus. It just took me a long time to realize that. Um, I, I think for me, uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would get home from a D-Now uh, or a camp or a big event, and I would have to realize that, the rest of the people in my life didn't go to D now. Mm. So they didn't understand why I was so pumped up. They didn't know any of the new songs I just downloaded on iTunes. <laughs> you know, they, they didn't, they didn't, they, they, they didn't know. And so uh, it, it would, it would cause me to be, um, 
I guess, a little bit upset because, hey, man, why aren't you on fire like I am? I just went to D now. But it was because not everybody around me got to experience it. And so um, don't – kind of the same thing Dylan was saying. Don't take the expectation that camp or D now creates – and try to apply it to everyday life because the idea of a D now or a camp is supposed to be for you to have fun uh, while learning about Jesus. And, and then when you go away from camp, um, you, have to manu- you, you have to manufacture your own fun. Right. You, you have to make Jesus learning, you have to make learning about Jesus fun for you. There is no game master, there is no uh, speaker, there is no recreation time to make it fun for you. You have to figure out ways to make it fun. And so if you don't figure out a way to make your quiet time and make learning about God fun, you're, you're gonna, it's, it's going to flame out because um, you were interested in the other aspects of D-Now, which is, I mean, it's happened to me. I'm not saying it's bad if that happens to you. You don't want it to happen, but I'm just telling you from experience uh, if you create the expectation, like Dylan said, that every day is going to be like this and every day I'm going to go play, you know, Frisbee at the field or whatever we do during recreation time, um, it's, it's, it creates a false expectation, like Dylan said. And you have to remember that you might be the only one in your household or the only one in your circle that went to an event like D-Now and um, they've just been living life as usual. So um, when you go home from D-Now, try to, try to keep – Keep that in mind and, and just remember that's probably why other people don't understand why you're as on fire as, as you are. Yeah, and, uh, and just going back to what I also just commented and everything that you just said, back to the, the false reality kind of, you know, we, we go to a camp or we go to a disciple now where we're used to waking up and the first thing we do is we go to this session where we have somebody speak mm-hmm. God's word to us and it's always so powerful, but then we get home and that next Monday morning, we wake up, and we don't have a speaker there to speak God's word into us. That We have to, and like you said, we have to make it fun for ourselves. We also have to make time for God's word. We have to, 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 to this is kind of moving into our fourth question as well, and, I, and unintentionally doing that. But sure. just in that, in that fourth question is, is name some ways that we can avoid the, avoid the D-Now high coming out of the weekend. Mm-hmm. So how can we, you know, move past that and, and not, not let that high come down. Um, and I'll just continue. Like I said, you, you got to wake up that next Monday morning and, and not think that you not be down because you're not there anymore, not be down because you don't have that speaker who's speaking the word into you, but say, man, I'm on fire now. Like I'm going to jump into God's word for myself and make it fun for myself. And yeah, go, go ahead, Austin. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to go back to question number three. Um, you know, I always think of D-Now as, in, in the Bible, we see this story of the transfiguration. Is that how you say it? Yes. Did I say it right? Transfiguration. Good job. Yeah. And it was Jesus, Moses, and Abraham, correct? Elijah? Elijah. Okay. And then, so he brought, yeah, obviously, you guys know, I know this story very well. So, so he brought some of his disciples up on the mountain, and, you know, they... They literally saw God, and that's what they were seeking after. They were seeking after his face. And then, um, you know, they didn't want to leave. They were like, you know, let us, let us stay here forever. Like, we, wanna, we don't want to go back down 
to you know regular people like we want to stay up here on top of this mountain and and I feel like D now is the top of the mountain and we don't want to leave we want to just you know pitch a tent up there and just just chill up there because it's safe it's there's there's nothing that's really going to hurt us up there we like it it's comfortable but our mission as Christians is not to stay at the top of the mountain is to go back down and tell everybody Amen. what just happened at the top of the mountain. So I think that's really important to remember is, yes, this D now is like the top of the mountain, but let's not forget our mission when we go back. That's right. Man, that's good. That's a good word. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I thought about uh, the, following, the following Monday that you were talking about. I mean, there will be speakers, and they will be speaking to you, but they're actually called teachers. Yes, yes. And so uh, learning about Jesus is a lot more fun than learning about the Pythagorean theorem. That's not true, Tyler. Um, it, well, For it is. For some people. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Dylan was saying, man, Monday you, you got to go, go back to life. And uh, life is not as fun as D now. But the thing is, is you can, you can make it fun right. with, with just you and Jesus. That's right. Um, you, you said number four, Dylan, uh, name some ways you can avoid the, the D-Now high. What are some ways you can keep it going? Um, man, keep in touch with people. Yeah. Keep yeah. in touch with, your, with your, your people in your, your host home and your people in your breakout sessions and, and uh, people that you met on the recreation field, whatever. Uh, people from different churches, man. That's how, you, that's how you don't let the high burn off is you keep each other accountable. You keep in touch. Um, you, you, you ask other people what they're doing for their quiet time, and if they're not doing anything, then y'all do a quiet time together. Um, but, but the key is not to just make a friend over a weekend and then uh, go back home and not talk to them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the key is to, to not only establish those relationships, but to, to build on them when you're not at D-Now. And I think that's the biggest, I think that's probably one of the biggest ways to avoid a D-Now uh, letdown. Yeah, yeah, because... God ordained that, that community that he put you in. He ordained the house, the, the host home that he put you in, the people that are in there, and even all those groups and the people you're going to be around. Like, he ordained that. So, so don't walk away from that. Walk into that and, and, you know, see those people as an opportunity to grow for you guys to grow together. Yeah, and I just love, I love what you said, Tyler, about how we've got to make it, we've got to go back to life, you know, after D-Now, but we have a choice. You know, we can make it. We can make it fun. We can choose Jesus mm. over getting consumed by by life and uh, and not being focused on on that. And so that all of that. I mean, that's just great encouragement for for how to avoid you know coming down or even coming down from that disciple now high. How we can move in to our weeks and, and months and years to come and still embrace what we've experienced that disciple right. now. And, and, and you talk about, you know, how do you make, how do you make learning about Jesus fun? You know, I, I was reading last night, I uh, think somebody made a post on uh, Instagram, and it said, instead of making learning about Jesus just an item on a checklist, think about Jesus from the perspective of the center of a wheel. You, you look at a wheel on a car, and it's got a, it's got a center, it's got the logo in the middle, whoever made the car. Put, put Jesus there and then put all the other areas of your life as a spoke on the wheel. And mm. then you'll begin to see Jesus not as an item on a list, but as the center of your life. 
And so when Jesus is the center of your life, then learning about him becomes naturally fun Mm -hmm. because you say, you know, I want to learn more about this, this, this man, this son of God that I put at the center of my life. You know, it's not just a, oh, well, I read my three chapters of quiet time this morning. Now I'm done, which we all have the tendency to do. I've done it before um, because my plan literally has a checklist on it. But um, make Jesus the center of your life, and then you'll realize that, man, this, this is pretty fun. Following God and, and turning my life over to him is, is pretty, pretty awesome. So um, number five, and then we'll, we'll close with this question. I want to direct it to you guys, and then I'll, I'll close this up. But um, I'll put, share one conversation you've had uh, about Jesus this week. And I, and I want to go to Dylan because you and I kind of talked a little bit the other day about a conversation that you had. Uh, you don't have to name any names, you know, if you don't want to. But uh, I, would, I would love for you to share what you shared with me the other day. Yeah, of course. Um, and I... And for the sake of privacy, I won't, I won't name any names. I won't, you know, say anything that, where it was or anything. But I was, I had an encounter with uh, somebody who I, I see on a regular basis, typically two or three days a week. And uh, he's kind of an authority figure over me um, in, in some aspects. And I, somehow in conversation, it got brought up that, you know, that I'm on staff at Church of the Grove and that um, this is what I, you know, kind of want to do with my life, that I'm pursuing ministry. And he just kind of stopped and he asked me and was like, so you believe in Jesus? And I was like, well, yeah, of course I do. And uh, so he, he asked me if he could tell me his story. So he told me his story and how he grew up and everything. And he revealed to me that uh, he doesn't believe in Jesus. He doesn't believe in a God. And he also doesn't even believe that Jesus was a human being. And uh, that's a whole other argument for another time. But, you know, there's a ton of historical evidence that proves that Jesus was at least a human being if you don't believe in his divinity. Um, but there's even more evidence that proves that he was, that he was God. Um, but anyways, I just got to have a real practical, you know, 45-minute conversation with this guy. And uh, it, was real, it was real peaceful. It was real gentle. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't aggravated. He wasn't, you know, mad at me. I wasn't mad at him. You know, the first thing he said was, I'm not going to try and change your mind. And he was like, I hope you respect me enough to, I hope we can just have a respectful conversation about our beliefs. And I was like, of course. So I got to tell him what I believed. I got to tell him, you know, that I believed in Jesus, that he was the son of God and that, that we're all sinners and that we're in need of a savior. And I wish I could say that we walked away from that conversation and, you know, he, he changed his life and he started following Jesus, but he didn't. And, and that's okay. I'm not discouraged because of that, but I got to plant the seed and that was really cool. Um, that was a really cool opportunity that I got to have. And I, and I hope that as we go, as we come out of D-Now, that we're inspired to do that, that we're inspired to just go and plant seeds. Don't be discouraged about, you know, maybe you didn't get to play a role in this person actually converting. Maybe you didn't get to actually walk, walk them through a prayer and lead them to Christ. But if you just had a conversation, you planted a seed, the gospel's there, and leave it all up to God after that. That's good. Awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, going off that, so if you guys don't know, every Wednesday night after youth group, we do we do small groups. So this started last week. We did uh, when Jonah Jonah Faulkner taught. Um, he talked about the different soils and stuff. And what I did with my small group is I I went around the room and I said, okay guys, we're gonna circle up and we're just gonna have a minute of silence. I want you guys to 
to, you know, evaluate yourself, see where you are, see which soil you are. So we went around the circle and did that, and that was awesome to see them open up and just be honest with, with where they were. Like, are they pursuing God, or are they, you know, doing something else that's not, you know, pursuing Him? So then this week, we took that idea, and uh, Pat talked on, uh, I believe it's 2 Corinthians, correct? 2 Corinthians? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what he was in, yeah. And um, it talks about, you know, being transformed by the gospel. So this week, what we did is, you know, we, we, we added on to the, to the soil topic, uh, you know, we said, you know, have you guys been transformed? Like, is there a change in your life that can tell that, you know, Jesus has came into your life and that he has changed you? So, so we let them kind of think about that for a minute. And then, you know, we said, if we have any, if you guys have any questions, you know, come talk to us about it. So one of my students actually came and talked to me about it. And, uh, you know, he's like, Am I saved? You know, I want to know if I'm saved. And, you know, I walked him through and, and you know, said, like, you know, do you believe Jesus is Lord? He said, yes. And, he's, and I said, uh, do you believe Jesus died for your sins and then raised after three days? And he said, yes. And I was like, well, boom, there you go. Like, yes, if you believe that stuff, you are saved. So getting to, getting to you know, point somebody back to the gospel and answer those questions, I think is awesome, and I think can can reaffirm, you know, where they are spiritually. You know, I just thought of this verse sitting here listening to you guys, but it's it's Isaiah fifty five ten and eleven. Verse ten says, "For the, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater." So, what, Austin, what you just talked about, seed to the sower. Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I, which I propose and shall, ex- shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So, when you have a conversation about Jesus, about the gospel, it's like Dylan said, his conversation with with this person in his life, it, it did not uh, result in a conversion. But God promises right there in Isaiah that if you bring forth the word, it will not come back empty. That's right. And so, I, you know, Austin, as, as you were just saying, I mean, you, you kind of uh, demonstrated that in your own life. And, and did you want to add, add to that? Yeah, I mean, just, just, you know, talking about like some people sow the seed, and some people see the crop. Like, some people see the fruit. And I've been in situations where, where I've been that person just throwing out that seed, like a farmer does, just throwing out that seed. And then I've also been the person where I've seen that fruit pop up. Like, there was this guy, I actually got the opportunity to walk, you know, to Christ. Like, I, I, I got to help him walk to Christ, and I got to actually walk him through the prayer to accept Christ, and that was really cool, but people had been pouring into him for months and months and months to get him up to that point. So in that aspect, I got to see the fruit from all the other people that were that just continued to throw that seed down in, in, on his, in his life. And, and I, I just want to encourage you guys as we, as we kind of wrap up, um, I'm going to get some final thoughts from these guys, but um, 
just continue to sow seeds. And, and you say, well, how do you, how do you sow seeds? I mean, mainly it comes from, from conversation. Um, I got the chance to sub, substitute teach, which was really interesting, uh, twice last week for CLC. And uh, just the conversations that we got to have about the gospel, um, you would think if, if everybody's in a CLC class that they know Jesus, but that's usually not the case. Um, and so I got to have a conversation with a few students that weren't real sure about their faith and, and weren't real sure you know, about their eternity, but um, just continue to sow seeds, have conversations, uh, and, and God will make sure that they um, do not return uh, empty-handed or void. Um, so with that being said, um, Dylan, Austin, do you guys have any final thoughts for these guys coming out of D-Now? Yeah, um, like you said, you know, the time that you guys will be hearing this will be, uh, D-Now will have already been over and we'll already have, uh, be talking about all that God's done and all that we've experienced. Um, we're so excited now. I mean, we're, we're praying for you guys actively, you know, praying that you guys are going to encounter Christ and that you're going to be able to take this beyond this weekend, that you're going to be able to come down from the mountain and you're going to be able to take what you've learned and heard, um, out into your, your world around you, your life. Um, your, the life outside of D-Now. Um, so we're praying for you guys. We love you and it's so excited, so excited to, to hear the stories and talk about what's going to happen at D-Now. Yeah, and I would just say enjoy the time on the mountain. Enjoy the time at the top of the mountain, but but don't don't forget what the mission is. Don't forget that the mission is to not stay at the top of the mountain, but go down. And don't just get, don't get caught up in that camp pie like actually live it out and and you know stay on fire for God. Be respectful to your host home leaders and then I, I guess if we're doing this after D now, I hope you were respectful to your host home leaders <laughs> um, because uh, those people gave up their home for you um, to stay in. They gave up probably their beds in some cases um, so that you would have somewhere to sleep. And so uh, we want to go ahead and thank. Uh, all the host home leaders, all the volunteers, uh, all the staff that, that made D-Now possible. Uh, just incredibly, incredibly thankful to be a part of the church uh, that we're a part of. I think all of us would agree with that. Um, and D-Now, um, D-Now is going to rock your world. And by the time you hear this, it already rocked your world. And so uh, we love you guys. And uh, I'm going to close this in prayer. And uh, We'll see you guys next time. Let me, let me close in prayer. Um, dear Lord, uh, we're thankful for you and for your work on the cross. We're thankful that you um, joined us on earth. You left your throne and you joined us here uh, so that we might know how to live life, so that we might know how to share our faith, so that we might know how to encourage others and strengthen others and equip others. And Lord, I just pray that you would... Um, Use this time coming out of an event like D-Now to, 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 to strengthen us. Not because we went to an event, but because you used that event to show us who you are. Um, don't let the event be what strengthens us. Let, let the purpose of the event, which is you, be our strength. Um, Lord, I just pray for our students that they would uh, take what they learn and take it to school with them. Take it to work with them. Take it to, to practice with them if they play a sport. Take it to to after school drama or whatever whatever program they're in, um, whatever they learn, just just let them take it with them and and just continue to sow seeds like we talked about because 
We know that you are faithful in your promises and you will never let your word return empty-handed. Um, so we just pray that all these things would glorify you. We pray that you'd be lifted up this week. We pray that you would go with our students and go with us wherever we go. And may, we, may you be glorified in everything we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, we love you guys. We're praying for you guys. You can always, always, always um, contact us with any, any questions or any concerns or if you need prayer. If you just want to hang out, we'll, uh, we'll make some time in our schedules for you. We love you. Um, and we just want to see Jesus uh, glorified and exalted in your life. And so uh, we hope you'll join us next time. Uh, thank you for being here with us. Uh, D-Now is going to rock. It did rock. Um, and we'll see you next time.